everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a mogul minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your mogul minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? And today's Mogul Minute of Inspiration is being better than the person who you were yesterday is your only competition. Let me say that again. Being better than who you were yesterday is your only competition. See, a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people on social media, to other people in our family, to other friends that we have, um, maybe just people that we look up to that we never met. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm sorry, the only person that we're supposed to compete against is the person we were yesterday. The only person that we're supposed to be better than is the person that we were yesterday. Now, yesterday, I could have been really, really great and really, really awesome. But the only person that I need to compete with is how can I be even more awesome today, Darcel? How can I even be better today, Darcel? See, I don't have to worry about my friends and what they're doing and what my family's doing. I don't have to worry about keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. But what I can do is, Darcel, what decisions can you make today to make yourself better, to make your life better, to make your family better? What decisions can you make today to become a better person overall? What decisions today can help you spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, right? Emotionally, what decisions can I make today to become a better version of myself? So instead of us comparing ourselves to other people on social media or celebrities or family or friends or just people in overall that we look up to, why not compare ourselves to who we were yesterday and say, you know what? I can do better. I can be better. Even if I just make this one little tweak, one little change, I can make myself a better person and continue to evolve. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. All right. Hey, Mogul fam. Welcome back to another episode. It's your girl, Darcel from Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. And I am super excited to have each and every one of you back with me. You know, I miss you guys. And every week I'm thinking about what new topic to talk about when it comes to my Mogul fam. And I thought this specific topic that we're going to talk about today was none better to talk about with one of my dear friends, Larissa Lee is in the building. Hey, Larissa. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Uh, Tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Larissa Lee. I am the host of the Wealth Babe podcast over on iTunes. And on that podcast, we really focus, um, on helping women to shift their mind around money, um, manifestation and abundance, mindset and spirituality. So really combining all of those tools that we have to really align us to creating wealth um, and financial freedom and abundance, especially for women, because women can like be challenged in that area. So yes, yeah. Us women are bosses too, right? Absolutely. Us women can build wealth too. So that's a great segue to actually talk about the topic of today is building wealth during a pandemic. Now we want you to build wealth regardless if it's a pandemic or not, 
But specifically, I feel like, you know, we are under a lot of hardship right now. And we definitely don't want to um, undermine the fact that a lot of people are out of work. A lot of people are just looking for where their next meal is coming from. But I want you to understand that we're also here to just share our personal stories on how to build wealth and, and right. just renewing our mindset to money, right? Because Absolutely. we need money in order to pay our bills, to feed our children, to um, be able to go on trips, things like that. And so if you do, if you are still earning income, let's talk about how we can renew our mind to, uh, to that income. And then also if you're potentially, obviously we're going to bounce back at some time. So potentially when you get back into that job, how can you renew your mindset around money? So let's talk about building wealth. So Larissa, you have wealth, babe, and you talk a lot about this topic. So kind of share a little bit about your story when it comes to maybe before you had wealth, babe, yeah. What your thoughts were about around money and then how did you yeah. get to this point? Well, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, growing up in my household, we did not talk much about money. Like it wasn't taught how to balance a checkbook. It wasn't taught about bills. We just really didn't talk about money, like period. Right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, my mom did a great job. I love my mom, strong woman, one who has raised me from beginning to end and supported me through, you know, the hard times. But you know, everybody's not perfect. We all have flaws, right? And, you know, uh, financial literacy wasn't her strong point. So um, because of that, you know, and being a single mom, it can be challenging sometimes, right? Uh, sometimes like, you know, bills would be cut off, like water would be called for like a day or like maybe the electric would be cut off. And um, I remember like distinctly in, uh, I want to say it was in 10th grade Spanish class with like my four best, my three best friends. And I walked into class and one of my best friends was like, Hey, I called your house last night, but the phone was disconnected. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Uh, Imagine how embarrassing that is in high school. You know what I mean? Like, why are you, well, I don't know why, what were you thought that was okay to say that in, but anyway, so um, just going through situations like that, I grew up with uh, money is scarce. You know, there's mm-hmm. never enough money or um, to get money, you have to work really hard for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And like working hard is okay, but if you're working hard for money and you're still not getting enough of it, it almost creates this feeling of, well, what's the point, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I got older, I was just like, you know what, all right. So I really know I have to be financially stable because I don't want to go through these, these those experiences that yeah. I went through as a child. So I, I need to have good credit. You know, I need to make sure that I pay my bills on time. I need to make sure that I have a good job. But um, honestly, that that wasn't enough. Because even though when I got out of college and got my nursing job, I had a decent job, decent income. And even though my income increased over the years, it still felt like I didn't have enough. Like it always had to go towards mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's honestly just because I didn't know really about money. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously, I was pushing that away because society tells us you want more money that's bad and mm-hmm. you should be okay with what you have. And, you know, subconsciously that that plays out in actions of, okay, well, I'm okay with this amount. I'm okay with just sitting here because I should be okay with this. Mm-hmm. Right. I should be okay with this. And if I want more of it, and even if I talk about wanting more of it, I'm going to be seen as greedy. Mm-hmm. So just naturally, that's what happened. So um, over time, um, I met my husband, Doug, um, and he was definitely further along in the financial mindset than I was. And 
um I remember having a conversation with him around money and he was just like yo like you have a poverty mindset and I was like um <laughs> what rude first of all offended second of all mm-hmm. um are you kidding you know what I mean like I went to college I have money I have a good credit like I have all these things and it wasn't to say that I didn't have things I was very I was successful in my own right mm-hmm. right but um financial abundance and literacy just wasn't mm-hmm. it just wasn't in my forte so um I just started kind of really learning about okay how you should treat money right mm-hmm. um and that really started shifting my perspective and then combine that with like the mental aspects of that and reprogramming my mind um just fast forwarded into me building my own health coaching business which was very successful and then um, me transitioning that into um, supporting uh, Doug in the real estate. So now we do that together. So, yeah. Oh, so you said a couple things. I was taking a couple notes. Um, yeah. as you mentioned. And it's very similar um, in regards to, you know, growing up, understanding like their financial literacy was not a conversation in my household either. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't a, uh, a family that I would say grew up with a plastic spoon in our mouth, but we also didn't have a silver spoon either. Right. We were kind of like that in between. So yeah. where certain times, you know, uh, my mom will give us the extra piece of chicken before she gives herself anything like, so it's just one of those things that I can definitely um, relate to it. I'm sure a lot of the listeners, a lot of my mogul fam, you can relate to sometimes struggling or currently struggling, right? And you just are tuning into this podcast because you're like, look, something has to give, something has to change. And I love the fact that you mentioned that a lot of times the way that they program us <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is to think that humility and, and the way that you manage your money is kind of like intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I think humility and managing money is exclusive. Like it's yeah. not the same thing because I think you can still be humble. You can be, you know, a billionaire and still be the most humble person in the world. Like you don't have to not, uh, the amount of money does not mean that you are selfish and all of those things. If right. anything, you know, um, and I'm not saying all people, but yeah. anything that you learn from reading pe- books from successful people, they'll tell you they're probably one of the most generous people right and so understanding that humility and the way that you manage your money are two different things you can still be humble and still you still have to learn how to manage your money so that way you can make your money work for you so i love that you mentioned that um and then another thing that you mentioned is partnership your your husband right so Mm -hmm. i would say and i'm sure you would say who you you link yourself up with and who you mm. marry and who you go on your eternal journey with that matters right Very important. how would you how would you say that just um being married to someone like you said in regards like at first he's like you have a poverty mindset yeah. how do you think being married to someone who kind of like or iron sharpens iron how has that helped you on your wealth journey um it's helped out a lot you know um my husband is very like uh frugal right and that has worked very well for him you know and uh, he doesn't like to spend money on a whole bunch of things and he likes to be a get it done or he's going to get in there and do it himself right and that's great and um I also used to be like that as well like not necessarily frugal but like a get it done or like I'm going to do all this work I can do this work I'm going to do it myself I don't want to work hard and I'm going to do it right but over time like just as I've developed myself and just gone through been in different masterminds and had different coaches, 
I started to learn that like, just because you can do something yourself doesn't mean you need to do it yourself, right? You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And freeing up your time, even if it's going to pay somebody, if you're paying somebody, you can make more money on the back end. So um, I'm always more of like, okay, let's hire somebody to do that. Let's hire somebody to do that. Let's hire, let's, let, let, let's do that. Where he sometimes is more like, oh no, I can do this. Like I'm not paying somebody to do that. I can do this, right? But you need both of those because you don't want to get overboard and be like, all right, we just need to hire everything out because everything then like are we can we still manage this money? What's coming in, right? But you also need somebody to take you outside of that place where you are, that picture to be like, hey, let's look at this from a different perspective and see, okay, so we pay somebody to do this. How much time does that free up for you and I, where we can work on other endeavors to generate more income? So that's in the wealth aspect of things, but also too, just having that partner um, just to push you as far as mindset, when you see almost more for them than they can see for themselves at one point, because you know, for yourself, you're like critical, you might still be confident in yourself and know that you can do things. But a lot of times, like your partner sees it in you before you see it in yourself. So um, definitely important who you choose to spend the rest of your life with. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I think there always has to be a spender and a saver. Yeah. Because if you guys are both spenders or both savers, both savers, you're probably not going to invest. Mm-hmm. And then if you're both spenders, you're probably not going to have, you're probably going to always be kind of pinching pennies to try to pay the bills and things like that because you're constantly spending versus, right. yeah. Right. So exactly. definitely balance. have that balance for mm-hmm. those who are listening. So let's talk about, okay, so the topic of today is building wealth during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I think it all first starts with in regards to whether you want to just increase your income with like with a side hustle or just get into the real estate game or start getting into investing in stocks and things like that. I think everything in regards to, to wealth, it all starts with your mindset. Absolutely. I feel like it comes down to yes. facing your financial fears. I know for me... Um, and we talked about this offline, but um, for myself, I, you know, have been like 2020 has been a horrible year as a collective, mm-hmm. but personally for me, it has been one of my most financial freeing years. And the reason why I would say this is because I hey. chose to face my mm-hmm. financial fears. Yeah. So I chose to think about When it comes to stocks and things like that, I used to think that that's for those people. That's for, you know, those who are part of the 1% or the 5%. That's not for me. Mm -hmm. I chose to now do research on those things. I chose to invest in those things. I chose to face my credit report. I chose to um, look at what debts I have. I chose to say, okay, let me see if I can settle some debts. I chose to really face my bad habits. And I think you know, you have to get to a point when you're renewing your mind about money in order to build wealth, it starts from this, from scratch. It starts from the beginning. It doesn't start from, oh, I'm going to become a millionaire tomorrow. I'm just going to scratch a lottery ticket and just become a millionaire. Now, great if that happens to you, but for the the majority of us, we actually have to face our habits. How are we spending? How are we saving? Are we saving at all? You know, are what if we are spending our money, what is our money most being spent in? Is there any areas that I can cut back so I can save more or invest more? 
um, you know, well, let me actually take, like you said, get outside of your comfort zone and think about other ways that my money can be making money for me versus me just always working hard for a paycheck. Absolutely. And so I think all of it starts it with renewing your mindset. So what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, no matter what avenue you go through, um, we choose to build wealth through real estate, but in businesses, but you know, there's many options. You can build wealth through real estate in a number of ways. Uh, you can build a business, a number of businesses, or you can invest in the stock market or invest in other businesses. Those are actually the ways to build wealth in America, in the world, essentially. So, but whether avenue you choose, it doesn't matter because if you do not have the proper mindset around it, if you don't go through your subconscious beliefs and reprogram what's in there, it doesn't matter what you do, you will not attract wealth in your life. And, you know, I heard you talk about like lottery winners and lottery tickets. And sometimes people have the ability to win that very rare, but they do. But think about like what generally happens with those people. They haven't taken the time to be financially literate. They haven't changed their mindset around money. Therefore, they have it for a short amount of time and then they lose it. So it's not about, oh, I have this amount of money. Like, can I keep this amount of money? Do I know how to manage this amount of money, right? And what are my subconscious beliefs around money? Because if I don't think I'm worthy of having money for one, even if I get it, I'm gonna spend it. Whether I spend it on other people or like frivolous things for myself. So mindset is everything and you know we've talked about this in the beginning but a lot of those um beliefs that we grow up are things like we hear them as kids of money doesn't grow on trees Mm -hmm. um money is the root of all evil Mm -hmm. right um filthy rich people who are filthy rich why do they have to be filthy rich like what does (laughs) that mean you know and especially women it's almost like you know what like you know, like it's a man's game versus for us women. Right. Mm-hmm. Because women, it's almost like, well, you got to be modest. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to be nice. You got to do this. You got to do that. And if you go and want to attain, like, of course, society has changed, but we still have those like societal old norms that are in the collective consciousness that are still moving. So, you know, it's just one of these things that we constantly have to be aware of. We constantly have to question ourselves. And if we're not in the financial situation that we really want to be in, we have to really look at our own thoughts and be like, okay, well, if I'm in this fi- financial situation, what would a person in this financial situation be thinking? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just ultimately think about Oprah. Oprah mm-hmm. took her nine to five or whatever hour she was working. Right and she maximized it, right? She got the exposure that she needed, the platform that she needed, the income that she needed to have a successful career. But then she took that successful career, which was stable, which for a lot of us is our nine to fives, stable. There's nothing wrong with having it. I feel like your nine to five is your investor. Is it's your investor to your business? It's your investor to if you want to purchase some real estate, right? It's your investor, right? So she used that nine to five income to say, like you said, building wealth is starting a business she started her own channel right she started her own channel now she's a woman and she's a minority right so she's a black woman and she's a woman who at that time was not well she was not billionaire status right Mm -hmm. and so she had to overcome now she didn't come from money she Mm -hmm. will tell you if you listen to any of oprah's stories she will tell you what she has been through um and so again 
she took, she had the mindset of I can do more and I deserve more. That right. this successful Oprah Winfrey show is not the end all be all for me. There's more right. to this. And right. there's nothing wrong with having dreams. There's nothing wrong with wanting to obtain wealth. And like you said, being modest and all those things. Oprah builds schools. Right. She helps so many women, um, you know, build, just basically invest in their education. She does so many great things, but you know what allows her to do that is access. And when you have access to wealth, you can then now be able to fulfill other dreams that you may have. Right. And so I think we also have to think, like you said, that filthy rich. Some people are filthy rich. Some people are just mean. Some people are horrible. Some people are all about themselves. I can think of one specific person who's in office. Like, are, I can think about there are people. poor people who are the same way. Poor yeah. people are the same way. And that's true too. Right. And it's like at the same time, there's still a lot of great people who have, have obtained wealth and are not necessarily filthy rich or not right. mean and rich. And I think you have to understand, uh, we all have to understand that, you know, in order to go after your dreams, you have to be willing. You have to renew your mind. You have to say, what can I do? How can I utilize the situation that I'm in right now, whether it's my nine to five, whether it's, you know, being a YouTuber, whether it's investing in a side hustle, whatever it is, how can I maximize that? Right. Um, so yeah, so, and I just really wanna make sure people understand this, that there are greedy, mean, rich people. And there are stingy, mean, greedy people who don't have money either, right? There are those people on both sides. And I think we tend to focus on the mean, rich people for some reason in society. And it gets like blown out of proportion. And it gets blown out of proportion because there's not that many people who actually are greedy and rich. But when you find that one person or those few people, it's like, ah, I knew it. It proves, it proves my thought of thinking right. I knew it, you know? And like with Oprah too, she's a billionaire? She's a billionaire now. Okay, Oprah, I didn't know that. Anyway, <laughs> so the thing with Oprah, right? Before getting her own network, right? She had to be a person who could handle that before that even came to her. A lot of times people are like, you know, well, once I get to this point, then I'll be able to have these things or do these things or think a certain way. But it's like Oprah had to think like a billionaire. Oprah had to think like a network owner. Oprah had to act like one and actually be one before yes. she was actually one. And that's what people miss out on. Like, um, no, you don't just magically become wealthy uh when you get the money like you were already wealthy before yes. and it just shows up in your experience because that's what you your energy is aligning to mm -hmm. so and sometimes that can be hard for people to do because when we don't when we want something but we don't see it in our physical experience it's almost like well it's not it's not here yet i don't know if it's going to come and I, I it's really hard for me to hold on to this vision but people who are spiritually strong right you can hold on to that vision until it comes to the physical reality. And that is literally like the work. So, mm -hmm. And it even says in the word, write the vision down and make it plain. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that for no reason. And the reason why it says that, and I'm actually, as we're recording, I'm sitting in front of my vision board. Oh, yeah. And wealth is on there. So. Is it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Generational wealth is on there. And so um i think it is there is something to seeing um and writing the vision down and making it plain yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Because one, it reminds me where I'm going. You cannot, you do not end up somewhere, like you were saying, for Oprah to get where she had to go. She had to already think it, believe it, feel it, almost like taste it, it at some point. Yeah. She got there. And I think, you know, it's so important for us to realize if you have these dreams, these goals, you have to start doing the research. Mm-hmm. You have to start like even for creating doing a podcast. Let's let's scale it down even for a second. Do me wanting to start a podcast. I never started one before. I didn't know really too many podcasters. And what I did, I went on right on YouTube and I was like, how to start a podcast, (laughs) right? And so you have to just do the research and here you go, three seasons in and I have a podcast. But it's like, you have to start doing the research. It is possible to start a podcast. It's possible to have a YouTube channel. It is possible to be an author. It is possible to own real estate. It is possible. You just start, I think anything that you're passionate about, you're going to take the time to research. You're going to take the time to renew your mind. You're going to take the time to, to learn from those who are great at doing that. And I think that's where we all have to start. We all have to start at what do I want to do? What, where do I see myself, right? Right, making the vision and, re- and making it plain, right? And so where do I see myself? Where do I see myself in five years? Where do I see myself in one year? Where do I see myself in 10 years? And I think when you have vision, you're actually going in a specific direction. When you don't have vision, you're just wandering aimlessly. And when you're wandering aimlessly, that's why you're not necessarily receiving the things that you want to receive because you're not actually investing the time. You're not focused. You're not, if you think about like a horse who has blinders on, they are, the reason why they have blinders on is so they don't get distracted by the other horses that they're racing next to. So you have to put blinders on and say, okay, I know that I'm not going to necessarily get rich tomorrow because wealth is not like a get rich quick scheme. It's literally, how can I do this over time? What are the steps that I need to do? How, what, like facing again, like I mentioned earlier, facing my bad habits, where do I need to scale back? How can I improve my credit? Also, how can I save more? What, what areas can I start a business and just really start doing the research. And I think that's what's super crucial and important to around renewing your mind and building wealth during a pandemic. So another point that I wanted to um, mention, so we talked about renewing your mindset and we we touched on like facing those fears, facing those bad habits. Mm -hmm. Um, How important in, in a pandemic, in just building wealth overall, I feel like to me, um, the reason why I feel like this, this, episode is so crucial because I feel like if the pandemic has not taught us anything and it's horrible, the pan, like I want to just make sure that I'm being very empathetic and sympathizing, the pandemic itself is horrible. But there's also lessons that we have to take from it. Yep. And one of the lessons that I've learned is you're either ready for a pandemic or you're not. And none of us could predict, have predicted this to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's people who were financially set and stable Mm -hmm. or free, as you can say, and they were ready for this pandemic because Mm -hmm. they stored up, right? It's almost like uh, if you think about a squirrel, right? And they kind of stir up, stir, you know, they get, they gather nuts and things like that. And they store it up because they know winter's coming. Mm -hmm. They know there's going to be a season where I'm not going to be able to have access to as much as I'm used to having access to. So I save up for those dry seasons or those winter seasons. And I think part of wealth 
is not thinking about necessarily this season that I'm in. It's thinking about, I need to store up and save so that I am prepared for something like a global pandemic and I have maybe six months of income saved up or something like that. So what are your thoughts in regards to um, just even like how this pandemic has affected those who were not ready? Yeah, so yeah, the first thing I wanna say is that when you are in the energy of money, mm -hmm. you can manage your energy, your spiritual energy, your mental energy, your emotional energy, and you are in the energy of money. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter what's happening at your job because that stuff doesn't matter, right? Because when we, God is the source of our abundance. God is the source of our money right? My job is not the source of our money. Our tenants are right. not the source of our money. Mm -hmm. My job is not, right? Um, our, our bosses are not, right? It looks like that, but mm -hmm. that's a vehicle for which we accept money through, right? So even the economy isn't the source, right? So if God is the source, God never left. That's right. <laughs> the economy may have, you know, crashed a bit, you know, went down. My job may have gone, but God is the source and there will find another way for money to come into your life if you are in the energy of it, mm -hmm. right? So I know like, again, and we were talking about this off camera, like the two, two different things happened during this pandemic. There are people who were really crushed by this and you know what, it's, it's totally unfortunate that that happened. And um, like, I don't wanna say that it's not fair, but I, I really don't know how to describe that. I can't just put, I can't really put words to that because I know that's that's crushing, like that's devastating, right? And then there are people who made the most money ever, or it was a very financially abundant year for them just because it was awareness, awakening, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you, and this might not be popular, but I would encourage you, if you were on the other side of that, where it was crushing, I would encourage you to say, to look at just like, okay, like, I know this is going to be hard for people. Like, how did I contribute to this? How did I contribute to this position that I am in financially right now? Mm -hmm. Because the only way we can really make it to the next space so that if something like this happens again or anything in life happens like this again, mm -hmm. that doesn't happen to you, right? Yeah. But we need to know that you played a part in this happening now that empowers you so that you can take that power and, and create something different for the future, mm -hmm. right? And what else I have to say to that is too, like money is great. Money is awesome, but we don't just collect money for money's sake, right? Mm -hmm. We collect it because we want opportunities, more opportunities. We collect it because we want more access. Mm -hmm. We collect it because we want freedom mm -hmm. of time, of energy, of healthcare, mm -hmm. of things when this happens, right? So the thing about this is, is like, if you're wanting to build wealth or if you're even kind of like against like, oh, I don't, money's not important to me, blah, blah, blah. Well, look what just happened. I mean, we live in a society where money is important. Yeah. So we live in a world where right. money is important because right. obviously when we travel to these beautiful exotic countries, which I love to travel right. and their, their tourism is how they, that island or a specific place gets their money. Right. And so it may not seem like money is important. I'm not saying money is not my God, right? And money is not where, I, where I'm worshiping. So like you said, Larissa, like God is my source. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in 2020, I was motivated mm -hmm. by 
the fact that Darcel, if this ever happens again, how can we be in a better position next time? Right. And thankfully, and and I'm so grateful that I have been able to keep the income that I was receiving, the vehicle that I was receiving it in. Mm -hmm. However, I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm that squirrel right. that is storing up so that if a global pandemic happens again in five years, let's just say, I am like, oh, I'm ready because I learned from 2020. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I really want. You know, when I think about this episode, I want us to be empowered. And I know this is a, such a tough conversation sometimes to have. But it shouldn't I want be, us though. To, Why it is it a conversation? It it's tough. Be. But society has made it that way. But we're going to make it easy. <laughs> exactly. And I know for some of us, it's like, man, but Darcel, Larissa, you don't understand. Like I lost my job. I'm not saying that if you were in a one of those over 40 million people in the United States alone that lost their jobs, I'm not saying that um, we're not being empathetic. What I'm saying is, okay, what can we do better next time? So that way, if this happens again in five years, y'all, we're ready. So is it the fact that, you know, with my unemployment check, I'm taking $10, $5, $25 every unemployment check, and I am storing that. It doesn't always have to be this astronomical amount of I'm saving a thousand every, if you can, great. If you can't, start where you are. Start at the $5, start at the $10, because you know, consistency to me and my, and just from what I've seen in, as far as like, um, doing research on stocks and things like that. Like consistency is what matters. It's it's starting to develop the habit. Mm -hmm. When you start to develop the actual habit, you're breaking the bad habit. So when you start to say, okay, I'm going to just save $5. I'm going to save $10. I'm going to save $25 every time I get a check, whether it's from, you know, unemployment, whether it's from the vehicle of, of a job, a nine to five, a, a, whatever it is, whatever vehicle it's coming from, deciding how much am I going to uh, save? Like, how much am I, what plans do I have for my money? Or does my money make the plans for me? I think we have to get to a place of where we make a plan for our money. Our money is not the boss of us. We are the boss of it. And so when we receive it, it's supposed, to, we're supposed to tell it where to go. We're supposed to tell it to pay the phone bill. We're supposed to tell it to pay the mortgage or the rent or to feed our babies, right? Whatever it is. And then there should be some excess, right? There should be some point where, okay, this, this extra $20, I don't necessarily have to buy eat out this week or next week. I'm going to cook instead. And that $20 that I could have used towards eating out, I'm going to choose to save that. And then I think over time, developing that habit, you'll start to save more. You'll start to save more. You'll start to save more. Then when you look back over a year's time, two years time, you're like, wow, my consistency and my good habits, I reaped a good reward, if that makes sense. You know, definitely. Money has to be a priority. And people need to be okay with saying that. I want more money. Money needs to be a priority. And money is important to me. Or else we will continue to treat it like it's not important. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> to do all those things is important. And then to your point, like taking that to the next level, like, okay, I've saved this. How can I reinvest this? Right. How can I keep this flowing? How can I keep this moving? Because money grows when we use it. Yes. And so let's, so that's a great segue. So we talked about renewing our mindset, facing our bad habits. We've talked about saving 
and now we're moving on to investing. So that was a great segue <laughs> right into that. So now I can look at my savings account because I created a bad, ha- uh, I mean, a good habit, not a bad habit. I created a good habit. I can look back over a year's time, two years time, and right. now it's time to invest some of it, not all of it, some of it and say, how can I make this money work for me now? Right. In this sense. So what are some ways um, to invest money? Larissa? Yeah, well, we like to invest most of it. We don't like to keep our money sitting around because if our money stays sitting around, whether it we want it to be in the stock market, we want it to be in real estate, mm-hmm. wherever. Yeah, we have some in our bank account, but we want the majority of it working for us because if it sits in the bank account, I'm losing money on that. Mm-hmm. Inflation mm-hmm. over the years, I lose money. Um, at this point, there's no interest. Like, what is interest anymore? None. And bank fees. Like, I'm losing my money there. So, um, the way we like to to invest our money is um, initially it was real estate. Now it's stocks, and it has grown to like other businesses now. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I believe that you know real estate is like one of the best ways. To I mean, that is one. Of, I mean, obviously, any body will tell you that you need to have real estate in your portfolio to build absolutely. Yep, so, yep, absolutely. yep, yep. And making sure that they're buy and holds. I know a lot of people like to, some people like to do flips or wholesaling. Those things are all great, but those things don't actually build wealth. What builds wealth is, is actually buying the property um, and allowing and allowing yourself to hold it, get a tenant in there and allowing that property to appreciate over time. However, you know, I don't want to get into advanced topics, but I so mean- like rent, Like, so you're saying like rental income. So rental income is important, but the house, the property will grow in value over time. So not only are you getting cash flow from the rental income, but you're getting the appreciation value of the property. Whereas eventually one day you'll be able to go to a bank and say, Hey, my property increased in value. Can I get a loan for this amount? Like this, this, the amount that it's worth now. And that creates a a difference and you can take that and actually go buy more properties. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's important. We don't buy off of appreciation. We buy for cash flow, but there are investors who do buy off of strictly like, okay, this property is going to appreciate and blah, blah, blah. But you really never know what's going to happen in the future. But yeah. so we want to buy with cash flow right now because we want the money right now, but, yeah. but they tend to appreciate over time anyway. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, so I definitely, so one, like we talked about real estate being one of those ways to invest. Mm-hmm. So again, getting your credit, in order or there's other ways also to invest in real estate but for the person who's listening who's like hey i'm just a nine to fiver trying to buy my first property it's again getting your credit there's no there's no just a nine to fiver buying your first property a lot of people all when they buy their first property are nine to fivers so Mm -hmm. you can you can always and this is what i did with my first i got an fha loan Mm -hmm. um and i bought a three unit building uh, fixed up that building and uh, me and Doug moved in the first unit and we rented out the two. And at that time, we didn't really care about what our unit looked like. We wanted to look okay, but mm-hmm. it didn't have to look as great, but the other two units did. And that was a part of our, you know, sacrifice period because there is a point where you do need to a little constrict sacrifice. And um, that's all good as long as you know what you're working towards. You can do that when you have a bigger vision and, and you're like, yes. like energized about it. But um with that FHA loan, we used a two, also something called like a 203K loan on top of that, which allowed us to do construction on the property without it coming out of our pocket and being within the loan. Mm-hmm. So um, I always like, I mean, if you're wanting to build wealth and you're really serious about it, I think that's always like a great strategy, buying a property that has more than one unit. Yes. 
having a multi-unit. Yeah. It definitely um, gets one, your one, it brings your expenses lower. So now yeah. you're not necessarily spending your entire check to pay off the mortgage. Someone else is paying that for you. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can, again, get your own expenses lower, now you can also save more and then you can also invest more, right? right. And so that it's all like a kind of like a cycle, I would mm -hmm. say. And so, um, and then another way is starting a business, starting an extra cash flow, right? And so whether that is to today, TikTok is so po like popular right now where people yeah. are like making money off of TikTok. Um, being a YouTuber, being a podcaster, um, you know, and maybe even starting a clothing line, uh, starting something that is going to continuously um, bring revenue. And it always, and I love what you mentioned, um, Larissa, that it's, it's sacrificed in the beginning, in the front end, but it's reaping a reward on the on the later end, right? I so, want to say something though, to that point really quick. You know, I call it a sacrifice too because I don't have a better word for it. But, you know, sometimes if people are afraid, I'm like, oh, I have to sacrifice. Like, I have to give up and I have to like, I don't want to really sacrifice. But like, if you think about it from a point of like, are you really sacrificing if you're getting what you want in the end? Are you really sacrificing? Not really, because you're getting what you want in the end. And then the thing that you're sacrificing, do you really want that? Anyway, you probably don't really want what you think you're sacrificing. Mm -hmm. We just don't know any other way to function without mm -hmm. doing that thing. So like, I like to like, it's called like, I like to kind of like flip the switch on that. I just call it sacrifice. I don't know another word for it, but I just like to kind of think of it like that, but yeah. Oh yeah. I think whatever word we got is equivalent to that. I think it's, it's realizing it's again, keeping the vision in front of you, writing the vision down and making it plain. So if you know that you want to be in the real estate game or you know that you wanna own several businesses or you know you wanna have a side hustle, just, just because, and I wanna also say this, you even though you love, let's just say you love your nine to five, you can love your, you can stay in your nine to five and still build other streams of income. Yeah. I don't want to uh, say that building wealth only means that you have to leave your job. No, you can, if you love being a nurse, right? You can stay a nurse and still be a YouTuber. First of all, I follow a lot of TikTok people who are yeah. nurses and things like that. And they have an extra stream of income. What's wrong with having multiple streams of income? And, and because like I say that again, during this pandemic, if it has taught us anything, again, we know the, the horrific uh, parts that this uh, pandemic has brought, but if it had, I feel like we always have to step back and take the lessons. The lessons mean, uh, for me was like, you have to always ha make sure that you have multiple streams of income because yeah. when you have multiple streams of income, then you won't have to say, wow, if my job let me go, guess what? I still have this other stream of income. Right. Or if my job doesn't let me go, guess what? this other stream of income is now for my kids or this other stream of income is for my vacations. This other stream of income is to pay off my mortgage faster, right? Whatever it is, I feel like we always have to be prepared. We always have to make sure that we're storing up and finding different ways and different avenues to make sure that we are having multiple streams of income. Absolutely, only way to wealth. So what are some other final tips that you would give to someone who is building wealth during a pandemic? 
Um, I think the only tidbit I would, it's all mindset and, and, you know, manifestation stuff, but like the only tidbit I would, would say is that, you know, oftentimes, um, people are afraid to declare what they really want, declare mm. that amount that they want. They're like, oh, I really want this, but I don't think it's possible for me. Or uh, is that okay to want that much, much money? You know, is that okay? And that's a, lo- a lot of what a lot of like my wealth babes would go through and think like, oh, you know, I want to make this, but I don't know. Or actually that's the safe number that I'm saying right there. That's the safe number. No, like it, like if it's your desire to make that much amount or attract that much in your life, then allow that to be okay. Like, don't make that wrong. Know that it's totally possible for you. And if that's what's coming up in you, then that means that that is for you, right? That is for you. And be bold with what you want, right? And just know that it is all possible for you as long as you understand that it's okay to have what you want. It's okay to desire what you want to desire, right? And then honestly going through those subconscious beliefs are are what's going to be the most important. I love that you said, especially like you talked about us women Mm -hmm. have a hard time talking about money sometimes. Um, Because like you said, the modesty and you said like, man, I don't know if I should really want that number, desire that number, all of those different things. And I think it's funny because men don't have that problem. Like they, and and the first person that comes to my mind um, when you were talking about writing down that number that you want to make. And Jim Carrey, one of my favorite um, actors, comedians, um, and he basically said like he got a blank check and he was very much broke. He was a struggling actor at this point. And he actually um, wrote down on the check, I think it was like some exact amount, like it was like a million something down to like the cents. Like he had like even the cents column. And so he wrote all that down and he said, I literally just put it on my mirror and I looked at it every day and I'm like, one day I'm going to cash that check. Right. And he said within, um, I think that's when he got into uh, his first big hit movie, which was like the mask or something. Mm-hmm. And he said, literally down to the scent was the check that they gave him. So the check that he stared at every single day was like, one day, one day, I'm going to cash that type of check. I'm going to cash that type of check. And again, broke at this point and just struggling actor, waiting for his big break, got his big break. And now when he literally, he said he literally just cried. Like he was like, I just balled up crying because I was like, wow, like I was believing so long for this and it came true. And like I said, to your point of, attracting those things and making sure that you're you have a vision for those things you it's it's us as women we should not be afraid guys are not our afraid worth to, those yeah, things. our worth our guys worth. are not afraid to storm into an office and say hey i want to get paid more money i'm doing x y and z but us women exactly. again that modesty kicks in what right. if we get rejected what if they say this to me or what it's like their men are so bullish about yep. being able to just walk into an office and demand something right. versus, and we do have some boss women out there who are killing it and doing we it. Do. We do. But there's a lot of us that still struggle in that area. And so just really understanding it's okay to say, I want 10 million. I want a hundred million. I want to be a billionaire or just get millions. I want to go to the billions, right? Just because, just because I want it. Yep. Right? Just because I want it. 
And it's like, if you, if you want that, it's okay to desire that because I truly believe like with wealth, you can do so much. Right. And I think, um, you know, I, I was listening to one of J Cole's interview rapper, J Cole, and he was talking about, you know, some people do love money. He says, I'm in, a, in an industry where some of my rapper friends, like they like, love it. Like it's, they, they just, I mean, it is almost like their God, right? They just can't get enough of it. And he's like, I love money too. He said, but I love money so I can be able to pay off my mom's house. Right. I love money so I can be able to, to help my, my brother. I love money so I can be able to do this and this and that with it. Yep. And so I just think that we also have to, again, take those steps of building wealth and realizing, again, we got to renew our mindset. We have to face our bad habits, right? And create more consistent good habits right we have to save we got to improve our credit and then we have to invest what we save right so and then um just ultimately start putting out that that numbers getting that vision so clear that you're like this is my steps that i'm going to do to get to where i want to go mm -hmm. and so it doesn't happen overnight praise god if it does mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight but be patient with building wealth like be patient with the process, be kind to yourself. You know, I can't say that because I wasn't always financially literate, I can't say that I've always made the best decisions when it came to money. But I had to also realize I can change today. Like I don't have to live or live in the prison of yesterday. Like I don't have to put myself in this box and say, oh, Darcel, you have to stay there. Like, no, I don't have to live there. I can say today, what, what are the decisions that I can make? How can I educate myself today? Just because mommy and daddy didn't teach me, guess what, Darcel, you have access to YouTube, to friends, to whomever, to books, um, that you can be able to now educate yourself. You don't always have to wait for someone else to educate you or say, I didn't have this growing up. Yes, most of us have in the black and brown community, we didn't have it for a lot of us. But guess what? We can change that today. So I just want you guys to go ahead. You had something else to say? No, I was just saying, absolutely. All of that, all of that. And money is great, guys. Money is good. Money is awesome. Money is wonderful. It's not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing. And, and I know people may think like, yeah, I know that. But no, people, you don't. Because we still have these subconscious beliefs that are telling us these things, which is why we are so bad with money. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And it's so many, and I know we had this conversation, like it's so many little changes too. Like I remember, so when uh, you and I went to, and our other friends, Carrie Ann, we went to the pumpkin picking. Yeah. And I, I think we were deciding whether should I get this or should I get that? And you're like, just get both. Okay. And it's like, those are the things that, that poverty mindset always makes you feel little like stuff. you have to yeah. choose mm -hmm. between this or that. Right. And getting to a point where you can have it all, like yeah. you can have it all mm -hmm. and you don't have to limit yourself. And so mm -hmm. just realizing like, it's, 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 it's okay to have it all. Yeah. It's you know? okay to have it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much, Larissa, for joining me on my podcast. Thank you, Mogul fam, like for just listening. And you know, I love you guys. And I am just hoping that all of you are well Make sure that you protect your mental health as well as you are building wealth. Uh, make sure that you also protect your mental health with everything that is happening in the world. And I can't wait till the next time that we are on together. So I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel World. And, of course, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.